little while back. But uh, you know when your kids do something, do something well mm-hmm. for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, maybe maybe I do got this parenting thing down. <laughs> maybe maybe I, I am pretty good. I know where this is going. <laughs> maybe I am pretty good at this. <laughs> it's because you spend so much time correcting and reprimanding mm-hmm. and and just never you never know is this sticking is this is this just going in one ear out the other so the other day cooper uh, we were uh we were headed to a restaurant and my six-year-old goes up ahead of everybody and opens the door pulls the door open holds the door open for all of us and that sounds dumb it sounds small no, but it's like that nope. small little moment was like, okay he's okay something's sticking here he's he's he might not be a little shit after all he might be turning well he is a little shit but <laughs> He might have some qualities that that are gonna that are gonna manifest you know what? into you a, know what a better human one day. I'm I'm starting to accept is that your kids around you are gonna be a little shit. Well, true. The, the, That's a good point. The point is is when they're not with you, how are they? Right. Like I'm great with you being awesome because all of my kids, pretty much, except for G, my oldest, is she's great all the time, and I hate saying that. Like, because I don't want to give too much credit. But, but, um, and I'm actually the hardest on her of all because my expectations of her are so high because she is a stud, right? But all of my kids, I hear all the time from people, like, you have the most well-behaved kids. Like, your kid, they are so polite. They are so great. And I'm like, we're not talking about the same kids. not the same Because, like, my interactions with them are very different than what (laughs) you're explaining right now. But it's like, all right, like, that's the point is when you send them off, how are they going to be in society? Are they going to be productive? Are they going to be respectful? Are they going to be empathetic? Are they going to all the things that we try to instill and hearing from other people? Now, I guess I've got to I've got to put this out there too is that every other kid is such a even bigger piece of crap I feel like these days and sorry for all y'all out there if I'm talking about your kids, but I think the level is lower. Yeah. Right. The bar of what's acceptable for a kid is extremely low Mm. just because of all the things that we've talked about just with society recently. So when you're, when your kid opens the door for someone, they're like, Oh my gosh, I've never seen this. You you do get quite the reaction from people when they see that. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that moment Mm -hmm. when you think, and it's kind of like our day job, our business, there's just enough carrots Gosh. out there to keep you coming back. You get your dick kicked in every single day. I was gonna say, but there's just a few. Enough you know carrots. what's out there though? Uh, to explain what the carrot is and what we do in commercial real estate, it's like if you've ever like juiced, right? Have you ever done like a juicer? Have you ever? I've seen it. I've never done it. You don't have to do that. Yeah. That hippie stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you juice a carrot, and then out comes like it all juices out, and then out comes the the. Um, the pulp and all that? The pulp or whatever yeah. of it, but it's not, I don't think yeah, it's pulp, but whatever it is, it just little chunks. It's dry and it doesn't taste good. That's what we get <laughs> to keep you interested. Yeah. <laughs> all the good juice is taken out. Yeah. Just enough to say, hey, here's an idea yeah. of what it could be. Right, right. Yeah. So we had that good moment and then not, not, but a little bit later that day, mm. we had a moment where I was like, okay, yeah, this is, there he is. The, yeah, there's the real, there's the real you. So we were in the bathroom <laughs> at, a, at a public, place and you know my thing I, I i like to pick up you know paper towels that are on the floor that selfish dickheads leave on the floor and i'm reaching down i said hey you know we see we see trash on the floor you know we pick it up and i'm picking it up putting his no we don't this isn't the 80s 
He said that. That's what he said. No. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why he How said it. How do you even it. know to reference the 80s? Did you even know that was an actual time period? Uh, maybe he heard somewhere that's when I was born. I don't know. But he said, no, we don't. This isn't the 80s. That's when you That's when you grab him by the back of the yeah. neck. You yeah. pinch the back of his neck, and you just slowly lower him to the ground. Lick it. Lick it. <laughs> All right, here's a scenario. And I and, and my best buddy in the world back home told me this story. Uh, we ran into him. We were in Phoenix. Not ran into him. We they were out there visiting, and so we connected for lunch. And he's told me this story. This is a what would you do? Is he's got he sends his two boys to the bathroom. They go to the bathroom. Um, they're in there for a long time, and his wife's like, "You should probably go check on them. Like they've been in there a while." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay." So he goes in, and he sees one on their hands and knees on the ground. And the other one is standing and like not even by the toilet. And like there, you could tell he's like, you could tell they're panicking and freaking out. And he like looks over the thing. And one of the older one is cleaning up the ground. But it's if you were to like dump like a chocolate shake on the ground. Oh. <laughs> and so, oh. long story short, the boys got in a fight. Their stomachs were hurting. They got in a fight over, and there was only one toilet in the bathroom. <laughs> Who gets to use it first? <laughs> Who gets to use it? So the first one did, wasn't done, oh, but the older no. one had to go. So yeah. he started to, he was, and he was the one. And then he sits on, and then the younger one pulls him off of the toilet oh. while he's going, and he goes everywhere. Oh. So do you clean that up, Ben? Yes, you have to. You can't leave that for somebody else. That that is the I I spent okay. I spent thirty minutes okay. cleaning up a three year old. Here's the real question: If someone did leave it and there was paper towels all if over the top else of left it, it? Yes. no, that's where I draw the line. I'm not cleaning up. I was trying to come up with a scenario where yeah. you would say I would leave it. No, yeah, I, I would leave that absolutely. Yeah, no, I spent thirty minutes yesterday, in fact, cleaning up a three year old's. Oh yeah. Uh, he decided to go in his he decided to go in his underwear, his even though he's potty trained. He just yeah. said, I'm not going to the toilet. What are you talking you know about? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I forget why I go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could just go in my pants. <laughs> well, it's funny because we were out I was out in the garage working out was in the morning and he comes up and he said, I poopied. I don't want a spanking. That's the first that's the only thing he told me. So of course I'm not gonna Got him trained. <laughs> yeah. Well I done, Ben. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so anyway, I don't yeah, I don't remember where we led down there, but uh yeah, it. It was a good moment followed yeah. by a, yeah, that's, maybe I do suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, sorry, not to, not to go off another tangent here. Not, and, and not to throw my wife under the bus, but she'll never listen to this. <laughs> Same. <laughs> at what age is, if you're at a restaurant, do uh-huh. you let your kid go to the bathroom by themselves? Different, different opinions. Tiff and I have very different. Okay, I do too. Yeah, very and different. My wife. Um, What's your opinion? So, depending on the restaurant, right? I think it all yeah. depends on like our right. Waffle House versus <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are we are we like down in Dallas at like a big restaurant, like right. you know, a yard house or something that's like okay, the bathrooms on the other side, or like you're a small town Salina restaurant where you can literally see the door. Yeah. Like it, it kind of all depends. Um, but I think our oldest. I wish our oldest was probably six. Okay. When we started like, okay, we got eyes on you. Okay. Go do your thing. Like I'm confident that like you can actually take care of yourself in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's kid by kid. And then uh, my two boys, um, 
my youngest was probably four because he had his older brother. And they, if they went together, right. they could go. Yeah. yeah, I sent my six-year-old off by himself. Oh, yeah. The other Wife day. does not like that. She hated it. Yeah. She thought it was horrible. And, and yeah. it didn't help that he came back and told us he couldn't reach the soap. So a, a, a man helped uh, him yeah. with the soap. Yeah. Oh, that, would, so. that would put my wife over the edge, too. Yeah. 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 So the fear of somebody picking him up and taking yeah. him off was. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just more under the, like, I just kind of trust people blindly yeah, which is right. i think is not great and my wife is the opposite like she assumes the worst like if i'm like our bit one of our biggest fights is if i'm at the gas station and i've got to like run in to grab something i put the kids in i lock my door and i go grab it and i run back out well my kids are the biggest rats ever <laughs> and so like i usually leave my phone in there because they know how to work the phone i want to as you know every time talk to do not open the door for anybody if somebody comes up to the window, ignore them. Yeah. And so we have that talk, and I'm literally in there for 30 seconds, right? I know some people get arrested. If you're in California, you get arrested for doing this. But I leave the car running, and they'll call my wife, be like, Dad left us in the car again. <laughs> I'm like, you rats. <laughs> dude, they don't oh, even dude, waste sell, any time to narc you out. Dude, they are the hugest <laughs> narcs. But my wife got a taste of it the other day, too. So they, they did the same thing to her. So I was like, all right, yeah, it's good for you to feel it. <laughs> Oh, uh, all you parents, all you parents, listen can can nod your head in agreement. All you non-parents are like, okay, guys, okay, get, guys, get, move on. Yeah, let's quit telling your Enough. stupid parenting stories. So, let's uh, let's dive into today's topic. But before we do, we do want to thank our partners, as always. First and foremost, Sleep Number. Uh, my wife is, and again, she won't listen to this, so I don't care. She's getting to the end of pregnancy, and you know what that means? It means big belly, super uncomfortable, very uncomfortable, no sleep, no sleep. However. We do have a sleep number 360 smart bed, and she is actually finding positions with the bed that she can put up or down that is allowing her to be much more comfortable when we sleep. So big shout out mm. to sleep number. Not only is it comfortable for me, it's comfortable for an eight month, eight and a half month mm. pregnant wife. So thank you. if that's not an endorsement enough, I don't know what is. Right. Go find yourself a local sleep number store. Go try them out. They have white glove service when you walk in. They treat you like you're a VIP uh, and put you through a whole system to try to find the exact smart bed for you. Um, and it's a great experience. So go check out Sleep Number or sleepnumber.com. And then our second partner. Yeah, so Choctaw. Choctaw I'm, I'm going to take this one over today. Go for it. Uh, so Choctaw uh, Casino and Resorts in Durant, Oklahoma. We always say short drive up 75 from Dallas. Be there in an hour from downtown Dallas. Even less if you're up north uh, like Ben and I. That's right. Um, and here's here's one thing I want everybody to circle. Everybody watched the Super Bowl, right? Everybody. Yeah. L- literally, it, but yeah, I literally it. every single person on earth watched the Super Bowl, right? Who sang the national anthem? Rihanna. Oh, my gosh. Really? Oh, the national anthem. Oh, Chris Na- Stapleton. Thank Chris you. Stapleton. Yeah. Chris Stapleton is doing two shows in March, mm. March 17th and 18th. That's huge. Huge. Yeah. It is. If Look, if you're looking for, and, and husbands, here's, here's a little cheat code for you. Mm-hmm. Surprise your wife. Book a room. Get tickets for one of the nights and do a little getaway. That's one of those where you're I'm helping yourself you. out. I'm telling time. you. Also, just remember hotels for married couples <laughs> when they're away from the kids. Yeah. Just going to leave Good it time. there. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. Just going to leave it there. Fill, fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> it, the entire experience, the entire weekend. I, I'd say, look, stay two nights. My recommendation, stay two nights and... Uh, go to dinner, go see Chris Stapleton, mm-hmm. gamble a little bit. 
it is it is going to be one of the best investments yeah. that you could make, not only just for a good time, but into your marriage. It's great time together, um, as long as you don't lose. That's a great suggestion. And to further that, if you go to a Chris Stapleton concert at <sighs> AT&T Stadium, let's say, yeah, I mean, and you're buying the whatever. cheap seats, you're going to be – Chris Stapleton's going to look an ant. Yeah. The great thing about Choctaw – there's no bad seat in that arena. No bad seat. I mean, you could be way at the top, and he looked – I mean, it's like he's right in front of you. Yeah. And we've talked to a, a handful of artists that have played there, and literally they're like, that's one of my favorite yes. places to play because the sound is so good. That's right. It's like, small. We it's love, not a big venue, but yeah. it, that's why they like it. Yep. So, yep. absolutely. Couldn't agree more to that. March that's, 17th and 18th. And that kind of got me excited for summer. That it's was, like, let's go. Yeah. That was good. You take, you take, you do Choctaw ads. I'll let you borrow my boots again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to plan a trip to Montana. I'm gonna get to yeah, get some boots. Yeah, come myself. on, so. come on. Okay, well, let's dive into today's topic. It's part three where we're answering, working to answer the question: Is the U.S. the greatest country in the world? And in part one, we looked at our education system. Part two, we looked at marriages, single family, uh, single parent households, and divorce rates. Part three, we're looking at mental and physical health today. So going to start the same way we started the other two with some statistics. Then I'm going to give some uh, reasons why, and I think maybe we go through these reasons one by one, get your reaction, get your feedback, your thoughts, your input, because all these are theories. They're nothing, you know, you, you can't have scientific data exactly pointing to the right answer, but a lot of these theories and a lot of them make sense, so I want to get your take. So let's start with a couple of uh, mental health statistics for the U.S. So one in ten youth in the U.S. are experiencing depression that is severely appar- impairing their ability to function in their daily lives. One in ten, so 10%. Mm. In 2020, mental health-related visits to the ER increased 31% among adolescents aged 12 to 17. Now, obviously, we all know what happened in 2020. On average, there are 130 suicides per day in the U.S., Second leading cause of in death a, of total suicides are in just I'm gonna, that age I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to read the rest of that because that's all I have. Okay. So sorry about that. Uh, second leading cause of death among individuals aged 10 to 14 and 25 to 34 suicide is. It's the third leading cause of death among individuals aged 15 to 24, and the fourth leading cause of death among individuals aged 35 to 44. Now, so that somewhat makes sense. Obviously, you yeah. know, 10 to 14 year olds aren't really you know, dying usually of heart-related issues, but still second leading cause of death. That's pretty scary. Since 2000, there's been a 45% increase in suicide deaths per 100,000 people. Drug overdoses are rising. In 1999, there were just under 20,000 drug-induced deaths. The number steadily rose until a sharp increase in 2016 when there were 60,000 drug-related or drug-induced deaths. And then another sharp increase in 2020 with 91,799. And in 2021, there were 106,699 drug-induced deaths in the United States. When did when was fentanyl introduced into it the U.S. Like, market? I think it really got crazy a couple years ago, 2021. I 2020, think it was okay. first crazy year. Yeah. Uh, and then last one on the mental health side, depression and anxiety disorders cost the global economy $1 trillion in lost productivity each year. A trillion dollars each year. So that's the mental side. The physical side, uh, and, and the, the asterisk, the note here before I read these statistics, um, to measure overweight and obesity, they use what's called the body mass index, and that's a chart based on your height and based on your weight. It gives you a an age an, an age, and it gives you a reading of what your if you're 
you know, obese, overweight. So it's not the greatest indicator, no. especially for. I was going to say, I think I, I, am, I am considered borderline obese. Right. Right. So it's not the greatest, greatest indicator for athlete, athletic type bodies, you know, heavy, but carry a lot of muscle because it categorizes you. However, so take that with a grain. Of, take these next few stats with a grain of salt. But just looking around, I think it validates what I'm about to read you. Nearly one in three adults, 30.7% are overweight. Hmm. Two in five adults, 42.4% are obese, which is up from 30.5% in the year 2000. So year 2000, we were at 30. Now we're at 42.4% hmm. of adults are obese. One in 11 adults are quote-unquote severely obese. One in 11. One in 11. Gosh. One in six children ages two, through, two to 19 are overweight. One in five children are obese. One in five kids. So one, one in, in six are overweight. One in six are overweight and one in five one are in obese. five kids are obese. Age, ages two to 19. Huh. So either you're skinny or obese pretty right. much is Pretty what much. Saying. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. There's really no in between. Dang. One in 16 children are quote unquote severely obese. And it's an estimated annual medical treatment cost for obesity related so issues. Put that, well, put that number in perspective. Say you have a, a third grade, a, a third grade student, one of your children. Statistically, one and a half kids in their class are severely obese. obese. Yeah, one and a half in yeah. every single classroom. Now again, keep that keep in mind. It's not like it's a four hundred pound individual walking around, it, but they're yeah much larger than the average. Severely, the yes, kids. severely yeah. means you're in like. Of all kids your age, like you're in the like 95th yeah. or above. You're headed way down the wrong path, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then this was an astonishing number. Estimated annual medical treatment costs for obesity-related issues reached nearly $173 billion. See, I'm surprised it's not bigger, honestly. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised it's not between diabetes, heart disease, cancers, because some cancers are associated with obesity, right? Yep. I mean, now you've got – then you've got sleep apnea – has to do with obesity, mm -hmm. right? So now you've yep. got sleep-related um, illnesses, ailments, um, and I'm I'm just going off the cuff here, but there, I mean between those, yeah. So heart disease, cancer, diabetes, sleep-related. I mean now put it in the mental health bucket. Yeah. Oh, there's a direct there. There's yeah. a correlation for sure. So I, I'm surprised that number's not bigger. Yeah. And it's interesting. This is a side note. When I was reading through these statistics, I changed the the wording a little bit so oh you're just making just making no. up rules as, as you go no but i'm just saying you know we're talking about speech changing speech uh -huh. so they say now they have obesity not they are obese mm. so you have obesity you're not it's not that you are obese it's that you have obesity so what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on that i i i think my initial thought was God, are you kidding me yeah uh, P pc is now we got to you know, categorize people as and, and watch how we say that if they're obese yeah. or not. But I guess the way more I thought about it is, you know, we talk about identity all the time. 100%. That's where my mind went. And it's, I am something. It's that, it's that um, reinforcing effect. Yeah. And so I am obese. That's who you're, I am. you're identifying with obesity. Yeah. As opposed to, I have obesity. Yep. It's not who I am, but I just, uh -huh. I happen to have it. So, yeah. If you uh, talk to that, like from my charitable side, I'm like, okay, yeah. that makes sense. If if you have, uh, if you talk to any like life coach, fitness coach that are working with, you know, severely obese, uh, Chris, um, uh, Biggest Loser, 
Oh, uh, pal. 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 Uh, so, I mean, he'll like, he talks about like the language that you talk to yourself mm -hmm. is like, when you say I am obese, like that's who I am. Right. Like right. you have to separate it because the person that's inside of you is not what you look at in the mirror per se. Right. Like I get that. And I, and I, I agree with it. What I, what I don't like, and you need to be cautious of when you are just putting it aside, like I have obesity, when you, when you frame it in a way that like obesity is in control that's not the case right like that now becomes an excuse like oh it's i have obesity or it like it's very different than saying like i have cancer like cancer is not a choice mm -hmm. cancer is not a lifestyle choice cancer like it may be as a result of it but once once you have cancerous cells inside your body right they then are attacking you Whereas like obesity can be uh, can be combated at your choice. It's your choice to do it or not, right? And and look, I, I I'm gonna acknowledge that maybe you know there's some mental health there there's some mental health challenges. There's coaching that needs to be done to be able to separate. Like it's not as simple as like well just want it more and just work. Yeah. Like I recognize it's not that simple, no. but when you give credit to being overweight like it's not your fault that is dangerous mm -hmm. and so i i agree that like look calling it i am this and changing the language changing the perspective that like no i have this i i understand it as long as you're using that to benefit yourself to get yourself healthy great yeah when you use it as an excuse I'm not okay with that right right yeah and so all those statistics and, and here's some theories as to why. So on the physical side, and that actually what you just said actually leads leads well into this. So why are we so out of shape, so overweight, et cetera, et cetera? Mm -hmm. The simplest answer is it really boils down to we're consuming way too many calories and we're living more sedentary lives. Yeah. That's that's what it boils down to. Yeah. That's the simple reason. Now why are we doing that? That's where it gets complicated. Mm -hmm. It's not so easy to just say. I don't. I think it's. Why don't you simple. move more and, and eat less? No, I think I think it's pretty simple. I it, I want to let you finish, yeah. and then I'll provide my reason why yeah. it is simple. I the formula is simple. I think there's so much psychology tied to that formula, though, uh -huh. and there's so many. Again, this is my this is my liberal side coming out of me. There's a lot of people living a life so differently than me mm -hmm. that, yes, ultimately it is their choice what goes in their mouth and, and how much they move their body, mm -hmm. but I can't even comprehend the lifestyle that they have to lead each day. And for example, a single mother who's very low income, living in the inner city, mm -hmm. has to balance three jobs just to pay the bills. Yep. The last thing on that woman's mind is, oh, I better go to the gym today. Mm -hmm. She is in survival mode. She is trying to take care of her kids. So that's where it gets complicated. Yeah. Yep. Yes, of course. Does she have control over eating too many calories and moving her body? Yeah, I guess if you want to boil it down, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I get that that's not the highest priority in yeah. her life. And so how many Americans are out there that fall into that category of, mm -hmm. Working out and fitness, even if I wanted to, it's just not in the cards for me. Yeah. Now, again, 
there's you could you could run spin circles you could say well you could do body weight exercise at home i'm just saying i understand that if i ha- if if that was me in that position mm-hmm. fitness would not be my number one priority right. my number one priority would be taking care of my family mm-hmm. what do you say to that yeah so the simple answer is the reason we are sedentary and consume more than we exert is because we can yep simply right for the last 80 years ish we have worked really hard to create an easy life mm-hmm. right there's been hard times and challenges but for the most part from a technology standpoint from um, a production we don't have to do much to thrive we really don't mm-hmm. so where we're at generationally is is we have you know parents that you know that were let's just start in the 50s right they were born in the you know that the great depression so they didn't necessarily have to work like their parents did right just to survive right okay so you got first generation parents like in the 50s right that's the um the you know the the stereotypical suburb um what's the what's the show you know, they always joke about it like that suburban fifties dad comes home and Oh uh, um, Leave it to Beaver. Like yeah, but not yeah. the not the Leave it to Beaver, but like the 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 stereotypical answer of like that suburban family. Like the fifties, that was it, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the first time dad still worked all day, mom took care of the house. Okay, so then next generation, let's just say seventies, right? There's exploration, like there was a lot of drugs. There was, you know, this was like Vietnam era, so it was like a lot of rebellion. But again, from a technology standpoint, now you're getting into, you know, using more of like telephones, typewriters, like jobs are getting easier, like less manual labor, starting to introduce production offshore using China, starting to, you know, start to get that. Then you Again, keep fast forwarding. Next generation parents in the '90s, my parents, right? Their their grandparents were in a really hard era. Their parents a little bit easier. Them even easier than get to our generation. Now we have it super easy where we work from home. We can do everything virtually. There's literally, I would say. And I'm just going to throw this out here. 75% of the jobs in the U.S. don't require physical labor, mm-hmm. right? It, you've got professional services. Um, you know, you've got sales. You've got all these industries that are built around non like communication, mm-hmm. talking, right? So we've built this and using it uh, technology, which we've worked really hard to develop, and we don't have to do much. Right. So now fitness is a choice it's not a requirement you don't have to go out and find and get your food nope. you order it and it drops off at your house so you don't have to walk to your car get in your car drive to the store walk around the store get the stuff check out carry the groceries back in the house you literally walk to your front porch pick it up and right. then, yep. for the most part right yep. we they don't deliver to my house so i don't have that luxury but but Everything is easy, so you can be sedentary. The point is, is you can. So now you're going to have to make a choice. Do I want to be physically fit or not? Mm-hmm. And also, and now here's where the complexities come in that you were mentioning, is I think <clears throat> one is, did you were you raised in a home where physical fitness or 
um, physical fitness or health was important. Right. You have a ton of uneducated people that have never discussed, just like so many adults our age were never coached on finances or credit or anything like that. Same thing with fitness. So do, were you exposed to it or are you just trying to learn it later on in life because you have to? Second is we are also in a media culture that celebrates unhealthiness. Yeah, that's true. So now you're battling. It's like, no, like I am who I am. It's like, well, I think I've heard it even say that's white supremacy. If you take fitness oh, seriously, yeah. have you heard that lately? No. Yeah. That's a new, that's a thing. That's a, it's a very small minority, loud minority or yelling yeah. that, but yeah, it's a, oh. it's a white supremacy thing to, to put emphasis on fitness. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so, and again, here's, here's this, there's a hard part. Um, there's a there's a portion of me that believes that in our lifetime there's going to be a point where we are going to revert back and we're going to we're going to revert back to decades before where we're at because of the way that we're running our country the way that we're living i i just i have this like weird gut like survivalist thing that like i and you talk about it i need to be physically fit cuz I need to be ready if it hits the fan. Yeah. And that I if I said this 10 years ago, you're like, okay, bro, conspiracy, yeah, right. like relax. Yeah. Now you're like, that's not totally out of the question. It's not, it's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's some, I've yeah. heard some dumb stuff. <laughs> I've heard dumber. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But no, I'm tracking with you and everything you're saying. The other thing that's that's come along with technology and, and ease of life is portion sizes for one have gotten much bigger over the years. Convenient foods tend to be more high in calorie and less nutritious for you. Fast food, for instance. Yeah. It's convenient. It's easy. I'm busy. I'm on the go. I'm on the go. I'm going to grab a you know, Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, which I love, mm -hmm. but they're very high in calorie and not the greatest thing for you. So yeah. convenience along with busyness is not a great recipe for personal health. Right. So totally with you, totally tracking with you. Yeah. Again, there is a... I do want to be mindful of the subset of the population that it's just not... The, the opportunity, them, yeah. Right. The opportunity to be physically fit again it's always a choice however mm -hmm. there's additional there's challenges. always trade-offs right life, and, life is trade-offs that's all it is and i don't what think, are you trading your physical health mm -hmm. for and and what are you getting out of not being physically healthy yeah. maybe you're pursuing other things yeah. so it's it's what we talked about the other day though like with kids like saying you can't accomplish anything you don't think that that's right mm -hmm. i i think that Physical and mental well, mental health. I'm gonna I'm gonna slide to the side out of this conversation real quick. But physical health, there is unless you have some sort of physical ailment that prohibits you from doing something, which even there's there's opportunities for those individuals. I mean, adaptive training mm -hmm. um, here in Dallas, uh, David Verboa. I mean, amputees, like severely disabled people. There's a training regimen there for you, right? So does everybody have the same opportunity? No, I don't think so. I think that there are additional challenges, but to say that I don't have the opportunity, I think is, is false because there are opportunities. Do I recognize that there are, there are an immense amount of challenges that you face that other people don't? Yes, I recognize that. And I'm empathetic to that. Yeah. And, and I, nor should you be held to the same standard as, say, someone that has the opportunities. Yeah. But to say that you don't have an opportunity, that's false. And and this is may this may get me 
um, canceled, but like a, a mother that a single mother that's working two or three jobs, right? It takes 30 minutes of activity a day. So it's 30 minutes less. Okay. I've got to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get up 30 minutes earlier, go for a walk, come back, do your day. Yeah. That's, that's the other up. thing we've defined. We've changed the definition of fitness over yeah. the years. And we think you, you have to show up to a certain place. Yeah. Pick up heavy things, put them back down, and go back home, or run on a, a moving treadmill. Yeah, we think that's the only thing that fitness is. Fitness for the longest time was just being an active yeah. person. It is like you raising said, your heart rate, walking from your being yeah. just being not sitting down all day long. Yeah, that's right. So we think fitness has to be defined by going to a gym and uh-huh. being super strenuous. It's just being active. Yes, and so that's to your point. If if you can't go to a gym, if you don't have the funds or the means or the time. It's just being more active throughout your day. That's what right. can you do? That's right. And again, I am. We are very fortunate that we're not in that position. We can go and actually physically train our bodies. Yeah. But if we couldn't, it's because, and that's the hard thing to convince people is there's a correlation here, right? You're going to feel better if you are physically active, uh-huh. which translates to so many things. Translates to better parenting. Translates to better income because you're able. You have more energy at work. Et cetera, et cetera. So that's yeah. the hard part is just convincing people yeah. that it's taking the, <laughs> time away from something else is actually yeah. going to enhance everything yes. else. Yes. Yeah. It's like you think it's harder, but like just it's that it's that gospel like um evangelical. It's like, I want you to yeah. know this. Like yeah. I want you to know <laughs> that your I, life can right. be so much more, you know, so much more joyful and full and and um I don't. I just. I. I, I totally hear you. It, and it's hard. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it, it is. Again, there's people dealing with things that that we can't understand, and it's just always going to be an issue. And totally. And I, and I get it. So uh, let's let's take this conversation. We haven't done this the last two episodes. I, I want to ask you: Is is the United States the greatest country in the world? Okay, let's put this topic, and let's from what we know, and we're not experts by any means, but like, who's doing it better? Yeah. Um. I would say, again, just my limited knowledge, some Asian cultures are doing it better. Yeah. You know, they tend to eat less sizable portions. They tend to move more. They tend to be disciplined in certain areas that we're not. Um, some European countries, not, not all of them, obviously. Yeah. But the lifestyle in some European countries is a lot more active. Yeah. They're walking places instead of getting in the car, riding, public transportation. Um, I certainly don't think, you know, this portion of the world north and south you know central south america i don't think are doing much better than us Mm -hmm. so i think it's an issue in a lot of places um i don't i I certainly don't think it's only an issue here however here Mm -hmm. we have we do have the majority of us have more means than others we do have Mm -hmm. more income than others so we are able to lead a more sedentary life our life doesn't depend on being as physically active Mm -hmm. um so I, I, that's how I would answer that. The the mental side. Um, and Hold on was, a second. I'm gonna go I'm gonna just give you a quick quick little. So um, Bloomberg's Global Health Index states that the top ten healthiest countries, and this is of, as of 21. Number one is Switzerland. Mm. Number two is Norway. Number three is Iceland. Uh, number four. Is Hong Kong? Isn't Hong Kong in China? It is, but it's recognizes its own. It's actually a big political 
this year. I'm surprised you didn't know that. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like proud of my geography yeah. skills, and yeah, I did not know that. Big, uh, okay, it's actually a big. Uh, what's it called? That's actually a big controversy. controversy. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So Hong Kong's four. Australia is five. Denmark is six. Sweden is seven. Ireland is eight. Germany is nine, and the Netherlands is ten. The U.S. is not on the top ten list. There you go. So those are European countries. Yep. So uh, the U.S. is. I'm surprised like Japan's not on there. Japan is just below U.K. Then it's South Korea, and then it's the U.S. So like twentieth. Twentieth. Yeah. There you go. Twentieth. There you go. Not shocked. Yeah. Not surprised. And I, uh, I haven't defined, I don't know what, I didn't read enough uh, <laughs> to say what actually qualifies on the cl- gl- the Global Health Index, but. Yeah, yeah. Take, and then on the mental side, uh, uh, maybe we take these one by one. You actually mentioned number one already. Early human civilization, aka hunter-gatherers, had a specific role, or you sort of mentioned this, you maybe mention it later. This one's early civilization had specific roles and tasks for each individual in order to survive. Modern culture does not require such things. Yeah. What do you think about that? No, I think that's I think it's huge. This is more on the mental side. It's a purpose. Why why depression? This is purpose. Like how how does you understanding your purpose in society in this world correlate to identity, which then has a direct correlation in uh, mental health? Yeah, we're just lost, and that's what it is. Is we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to rely on our own inner truth on what is happiness and what's joy, and that inner truth we're saying, oh, it's our truth is what we see in the media or what we see on social media. Mm-hmm. That's how we're, that's how we're gauging it. And so we're trying to make things up and we don't have a good foundation of what what our purpose is. Mm-hmm. And so we're just lost. Yeah. We really truly are lost. And I'm telling you like the satisfaction and just overall like contentment when you do something impactful for something bigger than yourself mm-hmm. is profound. Right. Like whether it's you go and serve the homeless community or you're helping fight uh, human trafficking or you just go coach a team, something that's bigger than yourself, when you walk away from it, there is something that that puts you at ease, at totally different than anything else. And we don't we have a very small percentage of the population that's actually pursuing that by their own choice. Agreed. Number two, more awareness and focus on the issue. So mm-hmm. depression, one of the reasons it's at all-time highs is because we're more aware of it. I mean, think about uh, the, the comedian Trey Kennedy actually did a, a funny skit on this. You know, he played a bunch of different roles, and it was people how they approached mental health. And, yeah. and the old boomer yeah. role was like, what are you talking about, mental health? What are you talking about, depression? That's not even a thing. So, <laughs> you know, back in the 50s or whatever, whatever time you were doing a pick, it's just like, you don't even think about it. Yeah. It's not. Well, it's the, web, it's the WebMD like syndrome. Right, right. Right? It's like, oh, there's something like bothering me. Look it up. And and it goes from it goes from having a kink in your neck to having an aneurysm mm-hmm. because that's what's going to happen. Like, so now you're reaffirming in your head, right. like mental health wise, like, hey, okay, I've got this. I've got that. I've got this. Oh, the numbers are staggering. I must have it too. And then it literally is a snowball effect right. and it continues to compound. That's right. That's right. Number three, increase in drug and alcohol abuse. Yep. Uh, number four. So, I, conversation I had last night, a buddy of mine works for a marketing company, and his his marketing company represents adult beverage companies. Like, they do all, like, marketing. Anyways, 
And he's like, dude, pandemic, we have blown up because oh, all sure. of our clients have absolutely crushed it I'm since sure. the pandemic because yeah. alcohol sales are all time high. Weird that there's a direct correlation in mental health increase, yeah. mental health issues. Yeah. Mental health since 2020, <sighs> alcohol consumption since 2020. Yeah. Uh, number four, poor physical health, which we yeah. talked about. We're increasingly overfed, malnourished, sedentary, sunlight deficient, sleep deprived, and socially isolated. Yep. So we've just, we've already discussed that. Number five, decline in relationships. This, this is what you were talking about a second ago. Decline, decline in relationship and increase in loneliness. So we also shared the marriage statistics from a few weeks ago. So a but even just interaction, like, increase in loneliness. Yeah, because we don't we don't feel like we need people anymore. Mm -hmm. I've got this. I can do this. I'm going to work from home, and then I'm just going to do me. I'm content just watching Netflix or watching, you know, binge watching a show. Like that is what, I, and I feel it too. Honestly, I who is who who was I talking to? I think it was out at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I was talking to somebody, uh, a, a good friend of Tiffany and I, and this this guy is, like, extremely personable, extremely, like, outgoing from the perspective. He's, but he he's, like, I've, I've done studies on myself, and I am an, it's a extroverted introvert. So I will, when I'm out, I'm on. My happiness comes when I'm alone. And I feel like I've I've gone so much that way because I used to get energy when I'm around people and it's less and less that. Yeah. And I would say really kind of pandemic has kind of kind of um exponentially made that worse. But we just we we pull in, right? And we pull in for a number of reasons, I think. I think it's self-confidence, which is that spiral because of mental health and questioning what we're seeing. And we're just like, we don't feel like we're good enough because all these standards and expectations and all these things, we're not coming. We've set um, our ruler on what being a successful person looks like at unrealistic places. Cause there's a, a handful that we see on social media. That's not even real. Mm -hmm. And we then apply them to ourselves and we judge ourselves. Yeah. So one, I'm not good enough. Two is I don't need anybody because I'm just filling it with stuff that does not contribute to health mentally or physically. And then three is I just I, I, I just feel like the idea of community is becoming less and less important because of everything else we do in our life is so isolated. Right, right. We don't rely on anybody else because I can get my own food. I can get my own money. I can get to, I can do everything on my own and I really don't need anybody else. Whereas back in the day is, okay, I need somebody to go hunt. I need somebody to make clothes. I need somebody to go collect water. I need somebody to build the structures. I need all these things because I can't do everything. Yeah. No. And, and even not even that long ago, like the, the job that I, the role that I play in our company, mm. I've said this before, I could literally sit on my computer all day long not have to talk to a single person in person. Yep. I could sit on my computer. I could DoorDash food to my house if I wanted yep. or groceries. So I I almost would never have to leave yep. my house if I really didn't want to mm -hmm. in 2023. Yep. Even 10, 15 years ago, I at least had to go to the grocery store because they weren't going to deliver it to me. Right. So I think of the scene, and you've seen the Sandlot, surely. Oh, yeah. You know, when they go play the night game under the yes. fireworks, but they're running through the neighborhood with yep. all the – the, the, the setup the neighborhood parties the neighborhood and all that. Party. Yeah. That's what I think. Of, that's what I love about my neighborhood. Yeah. Halloween, 4th of July. Yep. 
we do very something very similar. It's everybody sitting out on their lawn chairs on their front yard, yeah. passing out candy. And it feels old school. Yeah. It feels like we're we are a community. We're all mm-hmm. we're not just all living in a house that just happens to be next to each other. We're actually a community yeah. here. Yeah. And I don't know how much that happens all over. Yeah, the place. and the other thing too, just from a technology standpoint, think about like people are identifying community as somebody I'm interacting with on social media. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's my interaction with people or video games. Like think yeah. about the massive number of like adolescent, mostly I'm going to stereotype like boys that their interaction with people is playing call of duty or Madden, or I don't even know what the other games are now, but like, and their interaction is talking to somebody in, you yeah. know, Madison, Wisconsin, right? Will they live in Dallas, Texas? Yeah. I got my, I'm playing with my buddies tonight. Yeah. What? <laughs> Well, I met the guy, but I'm playing yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've never yeah. seen his face, yeah. but you know what I mean. And so I just there's there's just this there's just this shift and twist that community is defined so different, yep. and we're lacking the benefits of physical interaction yep. that we traditionally have had as a community. Yeah, not to be the get off my lawn guys, but you know when I was a kid, we would get on our bikes. We'd how'd you know a- where your buddies were? The, the the amount of bikes in the front the, yard, yeah, the amount of bikes in the front yard. <laughs> that's right. We'd get on our bikes, we'd ride to the local little league field, and we'd yep. play baseball all day long. Yep. We'd come home. That that's yep. just how it was. It was yep. never. Now, video games started to be introduced as I got into middle school, and that obviously that presented a challenge there. But it was mostly in person. But you couldn't play Sonic the Hedgehog for thirteen hours right. straight. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just different. And even at that time, it was you weren't playing online. So even if you were, you're you playing had, with a buddy. Yeah, there's six buddies at the house. Yeah, two two were playing, and the other ones were hanging yeah. out. So you were still together. Yes, it's not like you were on a headset. That's right. So, uh, anyway, the next one: decla- exposed to more quote bad news, and exposed to more people living their lives we wish we had. This is a social media, yeah, uh, mainstream media. It's incentivized to show oh. us the bad, not the good. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory. We've we've talked about that before. Uh, next, inco- here's here's one maybe we highlight: increased emphasis on me over we. Yeah. We have slowly turned, are turning things into your truth and what's best for me mm-hmm. and looking out for number one, the sense of we're in this together seems to be fading. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe that's just online life. I think you go out in your community depending on where you live and you still get that sense, mm-hmm. but it's not as strong as it once was. I, I know that for sure. I feel that. Yeah. A sense of we're in this together, what's best for all of us as opposed to how can I get mine? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, something that you say a lot and service of others. And, um, it, it has derailed so far from that now as a community, it's like, I got to get mine. I got to get mine. Like it's all about whatever I get so that, um, I can be viewed as important as opposed to, Look, I'm just going to, I'm going to go serve and I'm going to go, <clears throat> my Bible study, my little men's group that we do, um, we're going through Philippians chapter two right now. And the whole thing is talking about service and the importance of humble service. Um, so, so the whole chapter is, listen, like it's not like joy comes from service. Mm-hmm. Like the eternal reward comes from service. Salvation comes from service. It's not about us. It's not because you serve you, the second you die, it's done. Mm-hmm. There's no lasting effect. There's no legacy. 
when you are serving others, that's when you're impacting other people and your impact now lasts beyond when you're just physically on this earth. Yeah. And so again, that comes to purpose that comes to, um, you talk about like value when you, when you are not worried about yourself and you're worried and doing things for others and people are going to hurt you. And I, I get it. There's disappointment associated with it. But when you're doing things for others, like that is what fills your cup. Mm-hmm. Like you may be serving others and pouring out, but trust me, your cup is filled just as fast when you are doing things for other people. Right. Yeah, that one and number one, everybody having a specific role and task are very yeah. correlated to me. Yeah. And so no matter what you believe, where we came from, whether there's a big bang, whether there's a divine in, in heaven that created us, you were created, however that happened. You can just feel it when you go serve somebody, when you do something truly for somebody else. Yes, there's a small, small selfish aspect to it, but you just feel so much different than if you go out and you seek self-serving pleasure. Yep. That's how you were designed. That's how you were created. That's how you came into this world is to have a role Mm -hmm. in the community and serve other people. Have that, that mentality of, this is for the collective good as opposed to what's good for me. Yeah. And and it could be more than just, it could be your family too. Right. Think about um, any any parents out there uh, of a family. Would a vacation be more satisfying and fulfilling if you go and go on a vacation by yourself? Like, say, I'm going to go to Disney by myself. I don't understand those people. I, that's weirdos. <laughs> Talk about mental health. Yeah. Like, there's I, I've now, known people in my do- past who have. But yeah, I love taking vacation by myself. I'm like, yeah, I can do, I can do like a, like a nature vacation by myself. Like I could go drive to Wyoming and, and I could be by myself for a week. I think that's more of a reset than it is like, that's what I strive for when I'm planning things through the year. Like, I don't want to be by myself. I want to take my kids camping and go swim in the river and fish and hunt and climb rocks and do all the fun things because I want to see the joy that they have. Like that is what is fulfilling to me. So same deal is like when when we're living life just to serve me, it's the same concept. Like when you see the joy by something that you helped you help provide, whether it be vacation, whether it be coaching, whether it be like community service, whatever it is, when you see others see joy, like that is the fulfillment. It's not isolating doing it all by myself and if we're honest when you do experience those things when we are selfish we do do those things if i'm being honest there's always guilt associated with that yeah that's not a fun feeling i heard this asked the other day think about the greatest moments in your life yeah the the best thing that you could ever imagine that happened to you were you alone in those moments no no chance Not, not once like literally when you said that the number one thing and kids, marriage, yeah, 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 whatever, <laughs> um, is literally Chicago 2011, my very first NFL game. And I've told the story, but the only reason that it was, it was so profoundly impactful and emotional for me was because Tiffany was in the stands with me. Yeah. She was there. Yeah. That was it. That was like, Every time something like what's the what's the most memorable moment in your life? That's it. Every time pops in my head. And it's not because if I was just there and she was home, I, I would have kind of brought her there like mentally, 
But like the fact that she was there and she was a part of that, that was it. But even if she wasn't, you have 51 other teammates next yes. to you. Yeah. 52, however many. I mean, right? uh, granted, I'm looking at Erlacher right here, <laughs> and I'm looking at Jay <laughs> yeah. Cutler and Matt Forte yeah. on my but right. I'm like, part this of is pretty team. cool. You're part of a team. Yeah. yeah. You're part of a group. That's right. The greatest moments of your life, there's always at least somebody yeah. else involved. Yeah, second is the Valley Championship game, which is the championship in my high school football team. Yeah. Like, that was the past, bro. Uh, dude. Bro, I'm just waiting to die after that game, dude. It's I, that was my mountaintop, Central uh, Valley CIF champs, go Cougars, 2002. And then the last one, I thought this was interesting. There's a correlation between a country's GDP and rates of depression. Mm. So the higher the GDP correlates with higher rates of depression. Did you know that? Which is interesting. So so that so would that, that would insinu- old- that would insinuate that the U.S. has the lowest depression. No, 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 that would insinuate the U.S. has the highest depression because we have a very high GDP. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it was no, okay. high GDP. Inverse relationship. No, high GDP, high depression. Okay. Both are high. Got it. Both are up. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Which this speaks to the, the whole, that, that long quote, good times create weak men. Yeah. We have it so good, yeah. we have time to be depressed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Think about times in your life when you're frantic, yeah. when you're on the grind, when you have a purpose, uh-huh. when you're... Working for others, you don't have time for depression. Yeah, you're after something. You're going for. It. You're on a mission. When you're a fat cat, and you've got your bills taken care of. There's really no struggle. You create your own struggle. Yeah, that's when you have time to sit there and think. Maybe I'm depressed. Maybe yeah. I do have anxiety. But when you're on the path, when you're on a mission, when you're striving for greatness, when you're working in the service of others, yeah. there's no time for depression in that. You're onto something. Yeah. So that's just an. That was an interesting. And Japan, uh, being the outlier here, uh, they have a low obesity rate, low degree of cultural inequality, and a cultural emphasis on collectivism as opposed to individualism. So in Japan, good GDP, but their relationship to depression are low because of those reasons. Again, yeah. low obesity rate, low degree of cultural inequality, a cultural emphasis on collectivism mm-hmm. as opposed to individualism. Yeah. So all the things that we highlighted of what leads to yep. issues with mental health. Yeah. So... What you what you reaching for there? Extreme ownership. Yeah, it is. Yep. I know these books. I was looking for comfort crisis. Oh, it's not on there. Because I, I think it's at home. That, I think that that's a book that um, kind of a lot of the things that we talked about mm-hmm. it directly correlates. Couldn't recommend that book any higher. Yeah. Go read Comfort Crisis uh, if if you haven't read it by Michael Easter. So anyway, any closing thoughts? No, I was good. I, you know, I think we we need to have one more episode, as far as like, okay, now let's let's summarize. Are yeah. we the greatest country? We're gonna get there. Okay, we're gonna get there. We got one more, one more series, one, one more, more topic, topic, and then you added one because you said it was yeah. gonna be a three parter. Maybe I did. Maybe maybe the next one will be. I don't know. I, I gotta go back and look at my notes. All right, but. all right. <laughs> Either the next one or the one after that. We're gonna okay. wrap this all up. We're gonna bring it home. Yes. And and really. Get after. Yeah, because all we, all we, you know. All we've done is shit on the. US. I was just going to say, all we've done <laughs> is just bitch about how bad <laughs> it is here. That's called foreshadowing. It's, yeah. We're, we're setting it up. We're setting up yeah. for the big finale. But we've got a Quentin Tarantino ending for That's you. That's right. <laughs> well, you would not so expect. be encouraged. We're not going to end this series on a negative note. We're going to yeah. end this on a positive note. That's, that's the coming either next time or the time after. Yeah. But We're uh, going to present you with an opportunity to be better is what right. we're going to do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much easier to bitch and moan, isn't it? Yeah, I just changed the words around so it sounded positive. <laughs> <laughs> Sales. Sales. That's right. 
That's right. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please help us. Let's spread the word. Let's uh, let's reverse course here. All these things are reversible, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and it's how we treat our families. It's how we treat ourselves. Um, so help us out by spreading the word. We're on. I know Tyler doesn't know this, but we've we've expanded our social media game. And guess who's in charge of that? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> the Benjamin. If you're a social media expert out there, please hit us up. I'm tired of running our social media. I'm looking right at the camera. I'm pleading for your help. We're on Instagram. For, for Ben's mental health that for we discussed. Health, I don't need to be on different social media platforms. I need to be on nothing and, and let you take care of it for me. We're on Instagram at onejotshot.pod. We're on YouTube at onejotpodcast. We're on Twitter now. The Twitter? We're on the Twitter, which I'm learning. And hey, it's, only it's because a wild only, place. Only because Elon bought it. Bought it huh? Yeah, because yeah, exactly. I can say whatever I want now. <laughs> Uh, I think our handle is at one shot pod 44. Yeah, buddy. 86. Let's go. It's yeah, so our, so our old numbers at one shot pod. And if you add those so up, go they equal us. 28. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so go follow us on Twitter. We're on the TikTok. No, we're not. We are. No, yeah, we're not. We're giving China all of our information. No. We're letting them have it. No, no, no. No, we're not. Well, we, might as well get gonna it. We're going to reach the young kids somehow. Might as well have it while we can use it That's in Texas. Right. That's right. So we're on We're on TikTok, and then we're also, what's the last one we're on? The link. Uh, you did the Facebook. LinkedIn. We got a Facebook Oh, you already talked about now. the LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah, I, I started I just LinkedIn. got an invite. Yeah, I started on LinkedIn. I'm like, this really isn't for us. We're talking about divorce rates and People on LinkedIn don't want to see all that. So, yeah, okay. So if we have a business topic, maybe we'll throw it on LinkedIn. But yeah. the four main ones, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. All right. So go follow us on all those. I will not us. be joining you for the next 36 days. Oh, did you give up uh, yeah. social for Lent? Social for Lent. <laughs> and I'm telling you, talk about mental health. I didn't realize how much I relied on it. Yeah. Every time I take a dump. <laughs> it's weird. I didn't know I could do it without yeah. getting onto Instagram yeah. or something like that. And I'm not on social media very much, right? Like, no, you're not at all. And so it's it's one of those deals like just Well, natural. you're on it, but you're not posting your No, I'm not. Like yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not. Um, it's wild. Like recognizing how much like like reactionary, like in line at Chipotle or like, oh, I'm going to pull up. Mm -hmm. The time that I'm I'm already seeing that I get back is crazy. Yeah. So Lent's where they do the was it Ash yeah it's a, it's, the it's yeah it's a forehead? it's a Catholic tradition not Catholic but um, you know obviously Christian based but it's it's essentially representing right the forty days of fasting that Jesus did when he went into the desert right yeah. and it's it's giving up something for forty days um, it's a nothing compared to what he did obviously but yeah. it's just giving something up like my kids are giving up all sweets which is a big deal for them because they love. They love treats. Um, my wife and I, my wife's done social media the last couple of years, and she's like, it's the best I've ever felt, and I'm totally disconnected from that. Yeah, yeah Lynn or not, it's just a good thing to yeah, do. That's right. Uh, my son goes to, my three-year-old goes to a Methodist preschool. Yeah. And so they were doing it, yeah. and they were putting the little the little ash cross on yeah. it. He yeah. said, no, thank you. No, I'll pass. <laughs> so he came what home. What kind of cult yeah. you guys run here? He, came home, he, didn't have a, he didn't have a cross on his forehead. He said, no, thank you. <laughs> so he's not giving up anything for Lent. <laughs> All right, guys. Appreciate y'all so much. Have a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we will see you 